your hour of drive time begins now with your host, Jay Mamie, on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Good day, everyone, and welcome to the Jay Mamie Talk Show Lifestyle Edition. Yes, today is the premiere of the Jay Mamie Talk Show Lifestyle Edition. If you're visiting us for the very first time, I want to thank you for taking time to join us as we are excited about the premiere of this special show that's a spinoff of our regular show, the Jay Mamie Talk Show. And if you've not had a chance to hear that show and those prior broadcasts that have been stellar and just absolutely lighting up the airwaves, then you should visit the website, thejmamietalkshow.com. Have a chance to binge here some of the prior episodes and understand that the same level of energy and content and quality is going to come on over to this show as we tackle topics that affect life and how do you improve your lifestyle. And today's show is going to be indicative of the kind of content you're going to want to tune into Today, I'm excited about our three guests because they are the epitome of quality content that can help you thrive in life in different areas. I purposely wanted to have our premiere show today highlight three amazing individuals that are doing the kind of work that can change lives respectively in their own industries. And our first guest today is Casey Haston, who is the CEO of Destination Awaken. And I love that, Destination Awaken. She's a CEO. She's also the author and creator of a holistic journal called Awaken Your Potential. Casey Haston is going to be with us today, and she's going to show us how to organize our thoughts in a way that benefit us so that we can thrive, so we can feel confident that we're going to achieve not only our goals, but the tasks that are set for us to do before the day, before the week, before the month. You know, disorganization is one of those toxic traits that I talk about in my book, 10 Toxic Traits That Keep Your Broke, Busted, and Disgusted. She's going to talk about how she helps you through her journal, awaken your potential, stay in sync with your thoughts, your actions, your pattern, so that your ability to be organized will help you thrive. That's a great topic. But also joining us today is an educator, uh, a lifelong educator who is now turning the corner, shining the spotlight on other educators. Amy Schmidt is the founder of Chrysalis Clear Coaching, and she's going to talk about not only something as near and dear to me, uh, what's happening in the educational system today in our country, how is the landscape of teaching and educating children changing, especially now where you have co-ops and collaborative groups and homeschooling uh, starting to replace traditional schooling. And that's important. She's going to address that. How is that changing the landscape? But also, how is that affecting those that are still in the school system, teachers and educators? What's happening with them? That's an interesting conversation whose time has come. And wrapping up our show today will be Natalie Odoom's who is going to share with us a very interesting dynamic that is happening in the consumer banking world. You know, we all shop, right? Most of us use bank cards and 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 uh, are saving our debit cards and things like that to purchase, and we get nothing back from the banks in terms of perks, very little, very little. I know we see commercials and we hear banks who give us reward, but not really anything to brag about, right? Well, 
Natalie Odoms is the independent digital branch manager with Transact Cards. That's a story that you need to hear. She's going to share with us why that is taking root uh, in the homes of those across the country, why that that revitalized way to bank uh, for consumers to, to spend money and utilize their savings accounts is going to revolutionize the landscape of consumer buying using debit cards and bank cards and so on. It's a fabulous story. She's going to share that with us today. Lifestyle edition, my friends, this is what it's about. It's about learning all the nooks and crannies and tactics and techniques that you weren't aware of before that you can implement immediately and begin to change your life in a thriving way. I'm excited about that. The show kicks off our premiere program. We'll be right back with our first guest after the break. Hey everyone, Jay Mamie from the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Excited to announce that my 10th book, 10 Toxic Traits That Keep You Broke, Busted, and Disgusted is now available on Amazon. And since its release, the readers have reviewed the book and have left stellar reviews as they have come to recognize the book as a valuable resource to help them identify those toxic traits that keep them from becoming the best they can be. Those stumbling blocks have to be identified. And in this book, 10 Toxic Traits That Keep You Broke, Busted, and Disgusted, we're going to dive into a closer look at these progress-inhibiting behaviors. The book is going to be a tremendous resource. It is for many already. Pick it up at Amazon. 10 toxic traits that keep you broke, busted, and disgusted. Welcome back to the Jay Mamie Talk Show with your host, Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Part of our lifestyle edition is bringing content that is relative to your ability to have not only a better life, but to find ways that you can not only move forward in a way that gives you a sense of progress, but also organization. And sometimes the toughest place for us to be organized is right up here in our thoughts, in our minds, because of clutter. And I find that resources that allow us to not only still the mind and then get organized is one of those resources that not only makes a big difference in your day, day-to-day activity and, and your overall mood and, con- and your, your continence, but also it gives you the confidence that you're going to get things done. So resources that help us do that are the kind of resources that we're bringing to the show. That's what the Lifestyle Edition is all about. So in our premier show, I can't think of anybody better to really highlight that. As I said earlier, one of our guests today is Casey Haston. She's the CEO of Destination Awaken. I mean, how could you not like that already? Destination Awaken, <laughs> right? She's the creator of the holistic journal Awaken Your Potential, which just hit the ground running and uh, is making tremendous uh, waves already in the literary world. Uh, but she's also the podcast host of We Are VIP podcast. And out here in the local Dallas community, she's the CEO of a long-standing uh, success-driven Success North Dallas. Her mission is to help raise the consciousness of the world. I'm a big proponent of that. She's doing it by helping those who she touches uh, one step at a time, right? She's accomplishing this mission. She's focusing on the importance of mindset first and foremost, teaches her clients how to live at choice and how to co-create their own reality through managing perceptions. We're excited to have Casey Hayston. Welcome to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. 
Jay, it is such an honor to be here with you again. You know, this is like my mm-hmm. second or third time to be on one of your shows. And I just always enjoy our conversations so much. Well, you know, one of the things that I, uh, I, I stand by is not having a guest come on too many times too soon to give everyone a chance to have their voice heard and give new perspectives to the audience uh, to, to hear. But yeah, it's rare. You're one of the rare people that have come on the show twice. And that's a testimonial to your content and to your value and your ability to deliver good content. Uh, we spoke last time uh, more about the corporate side of things. That's why I thought today we're going to dive into the lifestyle. Although this really impacts everybody, right? Not mm-hmm. just corporate, not just uh, people that are not business. It incorporates everybody. But uh, considering it's the Lifestyle Edition premiere, I thought this would be important for all of us. So let me ask you first things first. Destination Awaken. When did you launch that? And what is the mission behind that uh, organization and that that initiative? You know, and I'm going to take you kind of back a little bit because Destination Awaken wasn't the original goal. The original goal was to create the journal that I wanted for me, Awaken Your Potential. And I was thinking about what I wanted to, how I wanted to refer to our community that we were going to be developing once the journal was launched. And I kid you not, the way I get most of my best ideas, Jay, is in the middle of the night in my Mm -hmm. sleep. Mm -hmm. And it came to me that this, my mission is to awaken the world, destination awaken. And since then, so the journal came first, at least the creation of the journal. Um, And then probably about six months ago, um, I started working on the concepts with Destination Awaken, ended up bringing a business partner because one of the things that I've really learned throughout this process is to outsource my weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And so I found somebody that Good. really stood me up and together we're a whole. Um, her name is Karen Gray. So she is my co-founder and business partner with Destination Awaken. And I also call her my amplifier because anytime I have an idea and I'm one of those big picture people. I don't want to know the details on how it's going to get done. I just want to get done, right? That's me. That's me. Yeah. And so, but I'll have this idea and she'll go boom with it and just blow it up. And so if you notice um, on the cover, I'm going to show you real quick, awaken colon your mm-hmm. potential. I didn't know why I did that when I first created the journal. And now I know why, because awaken is the foundation. So it's awaken your potential, awaken your voice, awaken your connections, awaken your potential. All of these things are under the Destination Awaken brand, and it all works holistically to help you be the best you that you can be. So that's broad, right? Be the best you that you can be. So let's look at an area where you feel that people who are not awakened, right? Mm -hmm. And we're going to dive into that because sometimes people, they don't even understand what that means. Right. Right. Um, But where is an area that most people are struggling because they're not at this awakened state and they don't even know it? It's all in the mind. Mm -hmm. It all starts with mindset. And I know you hear that and it sounds very cliche, but I mean it on a deeper level. I mean, getting to know who you are at the core. That's why it's the first section in the journal, because Mm -hmm. you've got to establish, you know, it's one thing to say, okay, yeah, I'm a good person. Why are you a good person? So one of the sections I have you go through is I have you list your internal rules. What are the rules that you make decisions by that you Mm -hmm. live or die by? And, you know, several of my rules, one of my rules for sure is I don't let what other people think about me determine what I think about me. Very good. And that's huge. 
as soon as I flipped that switch, my world changed. Mm-hmm. And so that's just one of my rules. Another thing, another exercise I have you go through in the mindset is your core values, which is to me, that's huge. You need to know why you do the things you do and your Mm -hmm. core values will tell you that. And it's, there's no right or wrong as to what your most important core values are. That's unique to you, but you need to know what those are so that you understand along with your internal rules, why you're making the decisions that you make on a daily basis. And if you're out of alignment with that, why are you out of alignment? And so these having this knowledge and this awareness, it's and that's really what it is. It's awareness. Mm-hmm. You know, taking time, a big part of what I do is meditation. Yeah, you know, I have what has been referred to as a monkey brain because it goes like nonstop. And if I don't quiet that chatter and also quiet that inner critic, right? I'm mm-hmm. the meanest person to me mm-hmm. than anyone, you mm-hmm. know? So I gotta quiet that inner critic. And the best way to do that is to turn inwards, to reflect inwards. Once you learn. To reflect inwards, you can control your internal environment, What how I refer to it as your inner landscape that you have to tend like a garden, right? Once you learn how to tend your inner landscape, that starts reflecting out in the world. You become aware, awakened. Mm. You know, there's so many good things that you said there. I want to try to just pick a few of them apart because we could take a whole other segment just on each of those components. So guys, uh, one of the things that I always feel great about when I have guests on the show, Casey, is authentic subject matter experts who aren't just talking to talk, they're walking to walk. And it's so obvious when you have a guest that really knows their stuff. They are living their message. They're not just regurgitating somebody else's message. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and you you're a podcast host. You talk to a ton of people. You immediately smell the BS yeah. when someone really knows the stuff or they're just regurgitating what they've read or watched on a TED talk or whatever. Right. So I appreciate what you said. But one of the things that I completely agree with, because I think in this thought pattern, we are yet again aligned is I always have uh, conversations, encouraging conversations with folks. In fact, I have I was doing a coaching call last night with a woman from North Carolina. And one of the things I shared with her is because she's 73 years old, she's still, still trying to figure things out at 73. She's still trying to figure things out. And I said to her, I said, my friend, here's what's key. You have to know who you are and you have to know who you are not. Because once you know who you are and who you are not, the decisions you make become that much clearer. Isn't that true? Mm-hmm. That is so true. And that's, again, you know, I used to try, I would never admit that I had a weakness, right? And I would try to be everything at all times, even in my zones of not my genius. And Mm -hmm. when I let go of that persona and started leaning into the things that I was good at and not, if I'm technology, easy example. I stink at technology, right? The Mm -hmm. fact that I could get on this call today is pretty amazing if you ask me. Um, (laughs) But I've got a whole office full of people that are great at it. And so it's it's so funny. Everybody laughs at me because if I'm having a problem with technology, I'm just like millennial and somebody <laughs> will come help me, right, you know? Right. And so that's what, there's no reason for me to spend hours on technology when somebody can do it in two minutes. That's absolutely right. And by the way, that's, that's knowing what you're good at, knowing what you're not good at and doing something that you said, which is key. And I, I, I put that to memory earlier. As soon as you said it, outsource your weakness. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. I've never heard of that. And I think that's just stellar. Outsource your weakness. So I hope you don't mind. I'm going to borrow that a few times. Don't you think I borrowed it? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're on the same page. We're on the same page. (laughs) Absolutely. So let me ask you this question because I think it it bears asking. 
Um, I want to get back to when you say it's at choice. You live at choice. And I want to mm-hmm. close out the segment with that. But here you are. You're cruising right along, right? You've got a great position at a firm. Uh, you are one of their top people. Uh, you, you've elevated uh, yourself based on your ability to connect with others and impress others and influence others to, uh, you know, the, the CEO of Success North Dallas, which was ran by a guy for a very long time, Bill Wallace, mm-hmm. right? Long time. Yeah, um, we'll be so, 35 in October. Yeah, I know. It's un- yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, so you've got all these things, you're cruising right along. What inspired you to hit the pause button to not only begin this this mission of Destination Awaken, but then write a journal, get uh, get detoured? And I mean, it's not easy to do that, right? So what inspired you to do that? So the first thing that inspired me was a um, couple of things. So, and it's hard to say the chicken or the egg, right? Which came first? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, several years ago, I decided that I was going to go to coaching school. And this is where I learned a lot of the techniques that I've incorporated into the journal. Not all the techniques. I mean, I'm, I'm a voracious reader. And in my journal, I give you a list of all the books that I pulled from to create the journal where mm-hmm. I got all my strategies. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to hide anything. And it's not like anything's really new. It's just the way that I packaged it is new. Right. Right. right? Um, but so I went to coaching school and that's where I learned about being a choice. That's where I learned that, you know, you get to choose how you see, how you perceive the reality around you. If you walk around with a victim lens on your mind's going to say, okay, you're a victim. Here's why, here's why, here's why, here's why. But if you walk around with, I am a co-creator, then the universe starts saying, okay, then I'm going to have Bill Wallace choose you to be CEO of Success North Dallas and take over from him mm. after 34 years. Mm. And, and that stuff doesn't happen overnight, but it does happen because I open myself up to those opportunities. I put on that lens and there's it, we, there's not enough time to talk about the different lenses and the energy levels, but I put on that co-creator lens every day. I set my intention and you talked about setting your um, day up for success earlier, not necessarily in those words. But every morning I go through a routine, I meditate, I journal. And part of my journaling is I, I, do my, I write down my meditation, I write down how I'm feeling, and then I set my intention for the day. What do I want to accomplish? It could be something as simple as produce revenue. And it doesn't matter if I remember that I wrote it down, my subconscious is going to remember that and be looking for mm-hmm. ways to produce revenue, right? That's right. That's right. And, and so, um, and then the other thing that I do each morning is I write down my gratitude. So I, I have to have a minimum of three things that I'm grateful for. Sometimes it's hard. Right. You know, I got a lot of family stuff going on right now, but I can still find things to be grateful for. And so I think that is how we be at choice. Does the reality around us change? No. Mm-hmm. Our perception of the reality changes. So let me ask you this the final couple of minutes here. Not every book is for every person. Not every writing, right? Not every music is for every ear and so on and so forth. But if you were going to, let's say, categorize or profile uh, the reader of this book, right? And I know mm-hmm. people say, well, everybody. Well, not everybody, right? No. Who would be the choice person that's listening to this show that they can identify with the book and say, I'm going to go get it? Who would that person be in our last minute? I would talk, I would say that the person who has a lot of things going on in their lives that wants to streamline and get more stuff done. I tell people all the time, it's not for the faint of heart. It's a lot of work each quarter. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you saw this is a thick, thick this book. is a quarter. Yeah. yeah. Six wow. different sections. It's yeah. every area of your life in one journal. 
Um, and I'm not kidding you. And if somebody finds an area that I've missed, please let me know. We'll mm -hmm. add more pages. It's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. so, but it, this is for somebody who is serious about self-improvement and not just at work, but in life as a whole. That's why I refer to it as a holistic journal because it goes from mindset to finance. It's got everything. Well, I've seen the uh, the book and it is certainly a thick book and I don't think mm -hmm. you've left any stone unturned. I really don't, don't think so. But if someone finds something, yeah, right. Just give you a shout out. I know that journaling is, is critical. It's a discipline that most people mm -hmm. don't, uh, don't practice. It's an exercise and, you know, people don't love to exercise. Let's just be real. Uh, but the, re the, the results of disciplined journaling is, I mean, the, the jury is out on that, right? It, it proves itself a million times over the mm -hmm. value of journaling on a daily basis. I think this book is going to help those people that wander around. They try to journal and their thoughts roll over the place. They have no idea what's right. I think this book is going to give them focus and direction. It's it's a phenomenal work that you've done, and I, I congratulate you on it. Thank you. I want to add one more thing, Jade, because I think mm -hmm. this is so important, especially for the younger generations, because so many of them are like, well, I, I type out when I'm journaling. And I'm like, no, you, you've got to put pen to paper. Correct. It is so incredibly important that you put that pen to paper. That's where the magic happens. And it's a process, and I'm not sure if you've heard of this, called double encoding. No, I haven't. Okay. Double encoding is where you store, like when you're writing it down, you store the information in one part of your brain. Okay. Okay. When you look at what you wrote down, you store it in a different part of your Correct. brain. And now your Correct. subconscious is chewing on it constantly. So there's absolute magic when you put pen to paper. Well, pen to paper, you recite it out loud, right? You, there's, yep. there's, it's, it's a trifecta, right? It's a trifecta. Read it, write it, and say it, right? Yep. Um, well, Casey Hayes, the CEO of Destination Awaken. Fabulous uh, episode. The journal is called Awaken Your Potential. Where can people go to not only learn more about you, but also pick up the journal? This is another one of my favorite universe signs because we are on a mission to wake up a billion people. My, uh, my co-founder, she was like, maybe that's too many. Maybe we should do a million. I'm like, heck no, we're going to get a billion of them. So you can go to destinationawaken.world. Love it. Destinationawaken.world. I mean... Yeah, that about says it all. <laughs> Casey, fabulous having you on the show. Best of luck. We're going to put your information up at our show site, the jamiemetalkshow.com. Thanks for being on the program. Thanks for having me. Folks, we're going to be right back after the break. Hi, this is Jay Mamie. As a lifelong fitness enthusiast and professional bodybuilder, I know the importance of removing impurities and flushing out toxins to maintain a healthy colon and intestinal system. This is why I take and recommend Renew from First Fitness Nutrition. It also has helped me replenish my probiotics, which is necessary for a healthy gut. Learn more at healthyfriends.firstfitness.com. I'm David Kazarian, President of Student Optimum Services and a Licensed Debt Arbitrator. We have one mission in mind, to cut down the $1.7 trillion in federal student loan debt by as much as possible and help hardworking Americans just like you achieve financial freedom. Our process is not a settlement or a refinance. We are not a bank or a lender. We are on your side and we go up against these lenders to get you on track for student loan forgiveness by utilizing programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs are available to you regardless of the school you attended, your employment status, or employment field. 
Over the past 13 years, we've helped thousands of borrowers save millions of dollars on their student loans. Student loan payments are resuming September of 2023, after being on hold for over three and a half years. So the time to take action is now. You have nothing to lose but your student loans. Visit www.studentoptimumservices.com slash to schedule a free consultation today. Welcome back to the Jay Mamie Talk Show with your host, Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I'm excited about our next guest. You know, in our premiere show here, the Lifestyle Edition, I am tackling every angle that uh, it's important in our lives, not just in one area of, of or pursuit of success of any kind, but in the day in and day out experiences that we have and the educational system is certainly one of those day in and day outs if you are either an educator yourself or if you have children that are part of an educational system like I do. I've got a 13-year-old uh, who's actually going to be 14 pretty soon. And, and when we moved to Dallas, Texas, uh, really by no choice of ours, to an extent, we were, I wouldn't say forced, but we certainly had to make the decision to start homeschooling. And it's been something that for us has been a blessing. We weren't able to do homeschooling, certainly back in New York. So one of the uh, the privileges and one of the things that we realized is the reason we had to be here is because of the privilege that gives us uh, the, uh, the privilege rather to homeschool our child. But that's the dynamic that is changing the landscape of the educational system in our country. The learning experience for kids and young adults is changing drastically for a number of reasons. And that's why today's show, I wanted to tackle that head on. And I'm excited about our guest because not only is she a renowned educated uh, education advocate, she's been doing that for a better part of her entire life, but she's also a life coach and she's the founder of Crystalis Clear. And she's with us today, Amy Schmidt. Welcome to the J. Mamie Talk Show. Can you share a little with our audience your personal journey in the field of education? Absolutely. So I have over 16 years of classroom education. I started in elementary back in 1998 after getting a, a, a bachelor's in elementary education. And uh, I then moved on into middle school, which is basically my home, if you will. It's where I, I felt most comfortable. I um, obtained a master's in education and did that while I was teaching and realized I wanted to move on and try to work through some of the problems that I saw in education. So I worked on a PhD, went mm -hmm. to William & Mary to work on a PhD in educational policy, planning and leadership, as well as gifted administration. Gifted education is, is, my, is my, one of my passions, as well as working with culturally and linguistically diverse gifted students. So uh, I've worked in and out of education to try different uh, different careers as, as, as much as I could, get all kinds of different experiences, but I did find that education was my main home and mm -hmm. where I felt whole. I have also worked in curriculum, creating curriculum, giving professional development, facilitating professional development over the curriculum, as well as best practices in teaching, and in district initiatives. I ended in Dallas ISD and I ended just recently in November when it got to the point that after everything that I've done and after all my heart that I've poured into education into my students, I was at 
basically a breaking point. And mm-hmm. it comes along with a lot of the, the changes that we see in education. So since then, I have been on a journey to figure out how I can be the voice of other educators mm. and to promote positive, uh, the positive image of educators in whatever scene, public school, private school, charters, even homeschooling as well, because we are a profession that deserves a lot of respect. And I think part of my is because I've, I've seen the disrespect. I felt the disrespect. And that was part of the reason why I had to get out. Bill, that you, you mentioned disrespect. And I think today that's probably the common emotion that teachers feel, right? They're, they're not validated. Their, their points of views are not being given uh, the honor that it should as, as someone that has so much responsibility in terms of you know preparing young minds. Uh, but those are one of the challenges. What do you find are also some of the other great challenges that that teachers are facing today? Good question. I there's a lot, so I'm going to focus on one or two, just time wise. Okay. Right now, I see a huge issue with our workload. We're not wimps. We do not back off from work. We're dealing with kids. That's that's a lot of work. Just one child is what right. know, a lot of work. <laughs> Uh, elementary, you have your 25 students, I think would be the max at all day, all day. That's 25 of the same kids all day. You get into middle school and high school, you have 25, 35 or more cycling throughout. That is a wide variety of students in one classroom. And every student has a right to free and appropriate public education. So what's uh, appropriate for them but providing that into one in one classroom with one individual as a as the teacher is tough. Mm. And that includes a lot of paperwork, making sure we're meeting IEPs, the um, individualized you know plans for each student if they are on on one for special education or the 504 for whatever they need. That's tough. Yeah. We also have a lot of students who are coming in with language uh, differences. So working with that and making sure that they feel comfortable getting the education that they need. I'm a great teacher, but I'm only one. I'm only one. And we're finding that there's so much going on and the more and more um, our classes grow and more and more responsibilities can dot the dot the I's and cross the T's, uh, it, it becomes uh, increasingly tough. That, and we're really recognizing that students are coming to us a lot of trauma and where I came from in Dallas, and this is not just endemic to Dallas, but a lot of those places like Dallas, you have a lot of kids coming with trauma. Mm. Um, They're worried about where their next meal is going to come from. They're coming in in dirty clothes. They're coming not, not uh, without any food. They're, they're coming with fear of being deported. In some of the cases I have Uh, abuse, all of these horrible things in, in, before they can feel comfortable, before they can learn, they need to know that they are welcome and that they're in a safe spot. Well, that's tough. It is mm. very tough because some of those things are very deep. So we're becoming the therapist in the classroom, becoming the mom and dad, the providers of some of the basic needs. I, for example, had deodorant and feminine hygiene products. And when I could, if I saw extra apples and oranges hanging out from breakfast, I would bring them in or I bring in my own snack because those growing kiddos, they're going to get hungry right after, you know, two o'clock and they still have another hour and a half to go. 
that's a lot of responsibility for one person, right? 25 to 30, 35 kiddos. And it's just and 10 months out of the year, 10 months out of the year. And on top of that, we're also preparing, preparing them to take a test. And I say it just like that. The content, sure, we're giving them content, but we're also prepping them on how to take a test. And it you know, starts really early. Ugly. And it, it, it's, it's, it's overwhelming, right? Even as you are sharing this with me, me never being a classroom educator. I mean, I, I coach and I teach, but it's, it's not, it's adults and it's in a whole different format and it's a small group. And, but even as you said that I felt overwhelmed, <laughs> Be, I mean, 25 to 35 kids, all different personalities, all different um, background issues, as, as you pointed out, some of them dealing with some very serious things. And you've got to get them focused on a topic to study and some of them may, I mean, it's amazing. And you're one person, a teacher is one person. So I can certainly see why part of the challenge today is just being overwhelmed. There's no support system um, for them. I, I didn't know that. So I, I appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, well, let, let me ask you this then. Is that one of the reasons why you find that a lot of homeschoolers, a lot of homeschools are either being taught um, homeschool groups are being taught by former teachers or teachers looking to get out of a situation that is so stressful, not getting out of teaching, not getting out, out of education, but changing the environment uh, in which they educate. Is that what's happening? I, I can see that happening now. I will tell you, I, I, before, before this time, this, uh, this change in my life, I hadn't really considered getting into homeschooling. Uh, for myself, it, it, there's a there are some changes that have to go on in your perceptions of what you what you provide and how you're going to be paid. To be, to be honest, um, but if it is feasible for you to break away from the the security, I guess you would have, have having a school. Sure, the security. School, yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. Um, and can go into that 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 form. I think what it provides is still the opportunity to work with children in a smaller smaller cohort or one-on-one -on -one. you're not doing it online i mean mm -hmm. there's there's been homeschooling for a long time and there's been online uh, teaching for a very online, long time. yeah yeah this is mm -hmm. nothing new but when you are able to work with a co-op with parents you're providing a service that you know you're getting into some algebra i i could teach a lot of things but i'm not going to be teaching algebra to to any of my children so i want to be able to to find somebody who's qualified to do that and so that's a, that's a great way to be respected, to work with a smaller group. You can uh, per, get, you know, you can get resources specifically for your students. Um, and I can see absolute benefit on that. Plus, you're not struggling with state testing. Right. And, yeah. and those requirements. That's correct. And it, right. And some of the and some of the um, other boundaries that that just tighten the, the grip on being a public educator. It's. How I see it changing the the landscape of education, I, I do think it's gonna be. I'm gonna be really honest. I, I am a public education proponent because I do see the value. Not everybody can afford to to keep their kids at home. Not everybody can afford a private school. Not everybody can afford to to pay into a co-op. That's that that is a difference in class. And public education provides a foundation for those who cannot. 
or don't have the means or don't know that they have the means. So for me, my kids in Dallas ISD, that, you know, that takes away funding for, for the school. When you have, every time you have a child out of a, out of the public school, that removes tax money. Right. It's reduced funding. Money. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am a, I am a proponent of, of, of school choice, but at the same time, I want my students or one of my students to have everything that you would have here in Frisco or that you would have in Little Elm or wherever. And, um, you know, Amy, you brought up a good point that that's sort of a conundrum, right? That's a real sticking point, because if you take kids out of the school system, fine, that's your choice to do that. But as a result of that, less kids are in that ISD, that school system, less funding for the school. So the kids that do stay have less resources. Mm -hmm. That's a tough place to, to, to really be in. So I can see why the struggle. Um, how do you find that the teachers are coping with this, though? I mean, in your experience, you've got 20 plus years, you've got a number of teachers or friends and colleagues. Uh, how are you finding that they're coping while they're there? And then in your expertise, why do some remain uh, or, or they, they're hesitant to move on? Because they ha they're having their own struggles. Right. Uh, you know, I, I know that it took me a while. I, now, I've left education several times to see what else is out there and to try to get experiences and leadership in different roles. Um, I'm not an average, an average educator. Mm -hmm. However, education is still wrapped around me. And it was even when I was out of education, when I was a, an area manager. So I, you know, education and promoting intellectual growth and providing the basis for, you know, making educated decisions has been something that has been, that's propelled me all my life. So for me, it was okay to get out, but it's tough. I think for educators, especially those who've come out of college with a, we're gung-ho, we are going to educate the world, we're going to save the world, you wrap it in there, you know, you, you just, it's there. You love the smell of pencils, the paper, whatever, mm -hmm. you love kids, and your identity is is tough to deal with when you're not, and I've had that in this last, what, nine months, who am I outside of education? So that's a tough one. Um, what can I do outside of education? What are my transferable skills? Well, there's a ton of transferable skills. You just have to change the lexicon when you're working on your on your resume and you know showing what skills you have. But there is that fear. Uh, the uh, teacher retirement, the teacher retirement part is a sticking part because we put so much money into it and we don't always get our social security. If, even if we worked outside of education, we may or may not get social security. And Correct. some folks, they're like, oh, I am just 10 years away from retirement. I'm just 10 years or I'm just five years. I can make it. I can make it. I can make it. That's that. And that is one of the things that, that they, they push through because of it. Also, the fear of having a comparable pay. It's not the best pay, folks. But people are afraid that if they're going to have to step into something new, that they're going to have to go in as a, in an entry level, and are they going to get paid what they're making after being in 15, 20 years in education? Are they going to have to take a, a ten thousand dollar pay pay cut? How can they right. provide for the family? So there there's a struggle on that. There's that that internal struggle on what do we do? I have friends that are going through it right now. They are like, I want to leave. I want to leave. I can't leave. I've got 
so many years in, in until I retire. And then they're going to therapy because they're struggling with the workload and the trauma that gets brought to them from the kids and then the behaviors that, that traumatize them. They're going through that struggle and they just, at some point there's going to be a linchpin moment where they just need to get out. That's exactly. what happens with me. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Or they're just going to, I was afraid it was going to stroke out. Let me just let me be honest. I, mm-hmm. I was afraid that I was going to have a heart attack or stroke out. Blood pressure was um, off the, off the charts. Other things that I don't want to get into, but it was just, I needed to get out. And I was fortunate to be able to do so without too much of a financial hit. That's a whole nother story. But I have friends that are telling me, I'm sorry. Let, let me ask you this, though, because this is important. You, you, you introduced something. We've only got a couple of minutes here left. but uh, And the, the value of having you come back again is we can pick up this conversation because it's an evolving conversation, uh, Amy. Um, and I don't want to shortchange parents and listeners and teachers and others that don't have access to this content uh, often, right? Uh, but now you have an educator who may be burnt out they've uh they their passion is gone they've got so many other things that that uh they're they're dealing with they're in therapy but they don't lead they don't move on for financial reasons they don't move on because they they the identity as you mentioned earlier uh is tied to their work they don't know what else i'm going to do but there's a danger in and I, I, I can only phrase it in the best way I can think about it, and overstaying your welcome, because in the end, aren't the kids the ones that uh, experience the repercussion of someone whose heart is no longer in it? Forget about their mind and their ability to, to, to just get excited about it uh, and creative about their teaching, but their heart's gone. That's another challenge, isn't it? It is. It is. And it, that's that's one of those things that, that does sadden me. And, and- I don't think their hearts are really all that gone. I think that mm-hmm. we start we start closing ourselves here because we can't uh, we've lost our bandwidth. And so right. we have to protect ourselves. Okay. And I think when we can recognize that it's time to go, that's a good thing because it does help out. It does help out for the children. And education isn't just for the children. That's a whole other topic as well. But it, you know, the kids do they are affected. My students were affected when I said I've got to go, and I had mm-hmm. kids that barely even knew me just falling great great making me feel guilty so um what to do for 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 teachers who are at that point i don't want any educator to leave i really don't i i want i want it to be a healthier work environment i want them to feel secure i want them to feel like they're being heard so what do we do well what i've done i've gone through several coaching uh iterations for myself where i work on embracing change and and looking at what are my my beliefs that are holding me back from changing so those limiting beliefs and those things that have been conditioned you know cultural conditioning family whatever conditions that just prevent me from moving on or exploring who I am so battling all those limiting beliefs and and rewriting my story so and let me ask I, you chrysalis 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 Chrysalis, I apologize. Chrysalis Clear, in our final minute here, what inspired you to start Chrysalis Clear? And what's the initiative of it um, so that people can become clear uh, on it and seek your services if they feel it resonates with what they are looking for? Okay, thank you. 
chrysalis so chrysalis is that that pupa part of the butterfly and that's when they're going in and they're they're deconstructing themselves and then turning into that goo turning into the 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 uh, cocoon and then afterwards they fly to me that is a very important stage and we go through several of those it's where we tuck back in we look into what we are we find some clarity in our personal values in our strengths in what we do whether or not we want to stay in education or or maybe we want to go in into landscape architecture whatever it is you've got to mm -hmm. to, to go back into yourself and find what it is that, that you have there those, those strengths and those values and your purpose and rewrite your story so that you can emerge. And I've had to do that myself. And I've had several clients outside of education that have had to do, do a lot of that. And uh, that's what I really, my vision for educators is to either tuck back in so you can have the strength to continue to re to refuel your passion as an educator and to say no, when you need to say no, that's the mm -hmm. thing. Or what can you do elsewhere? How can you still provide that that those uh, education educational goals, those uh, helping others, being of service to others, or how can you serve yourself by finding a new career? What is it you want to do to have a fulfilling life outside of education? And that's what where that's what I've been building. I've been putting together a, a program for teachers. I'm in the process of getting that up and running. Um, in the meantime, I, I, I can continue working with the curriculum that I already have, but there's going to be some things that are just focusing right on just the special needs of educators. And where can people learn more about you? Uh, you have a website or how can they I get do. in touch with you? So my website is the www.chrysalisclear.com. Um, and I'm, I don't know if you're going to be posting that or not, but chrysalis is it's not, with that, not with a T. So that's the, that's the special part. People are like chrysalis, no, it's chrysalis, uh, clear.com. And, um, you can check out the website that's ever evolving, just like we are and, um, and reach out to me and we can have a complimentary discovery call to decide, you know, what is it, where is it you want to go? And what can we do for each other? Well, thank you so much, Amy, for being on a program. This is just part one of a handful of more parts because, again, we left a lot of content off the table. But you've been a fantastic guest. We appreciate being on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. All right. Thank you so much, Jay. Folks, we're going to be right back after the break. Hey, everyone. Jay Mamie here from the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Excited to announce that my 10th book, 10 Toxic Traits That Keep You Broke, Busted, and Disgusted is now available on Amazon. The book is already changing lives since its release. We take a closer look at those progress inhibiting behaviors that continue to become the stumbling blocks to your success and the better version of you that exists. If progress is important to you, then pick up a copy, 10 Toxic Traits That Keep You Broke, Busted, and Disgusted, now available on Amazon. Welcome back to the Jay Mamie Talk Show with your host, Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I am excited about our next guest because the topic of consumer banking has been something that for many, many years, people are becoming disgruntled. You know, most people know that uh, the way the bank system works, especially when you are utilizing a bank for saving purposes and in immediate purchases, yeah, the bank is always going to get the better end of the deal, right? And there's trillions and trillions of dollars that we uh, pour into banks in terms of savings accounts. 
And there's very little we get back other than paltry interest, uh, interest rather. And and we just always have a sense that there there could be something better. Where along comes a new idea, revolutionary idea that's really changing the landscape of consumer banking. Uh, and our next guest is not only going to share the details about Transact Card, uh, but she's also going to give us uh, more insight as to how this initiative is beginning to redefine the way people use consumer banking and savings and purchases for their benefit and not the benefit of solely the bank. So with me in my business spotlight is uh, someone that is going to share that she's a senior manager for a uh, senior manager uh, of an independent digital branch office of Transact Cards. Natalie Odoms is going to share the story of why this is such a revolutionary way to bank. Natalie, we appreciate you being on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Thank you for having me, Jay. Natalie, before we dive into all the goodness that you've got to share regarding this, this exciting new development that's going to change the landscape of consumer banking and, and savings, I'd like first for our listeners to learn a little bit more about your story. Well, I'm originally from Detroit, Michigan, born and raised. I worked in corporate management for a Fortune 500 company for a little over 18 years. And what a lot of people don't know about me is I was a professional actress for several years. And that wow. is still my secret passion. All right. All right. We like that. We like actresses and uh, actors and actresses on this show. Excellent. So let me ask you this. You have a corporate career that I know. You have an, uh, a career in entertainment. That's I didn't know that. That's fantastic. Um, so let me ask you then, why the pivot? You've got a successful career in corporate, right? I, I understand that, like a lot of, lot of, lot of folks who uh, are in corporate, you realize that uh, there too, you can certainly get the short end of the stick, right? Uh, so you pivoted, but you pivoted into the world of consumer banking. What was it about this particular initiative that got you excited again, and uh, and what is inspiring you now to reach this level of senior manager of a digital branch? Okay, great question. I'm going to kind of take that back to where you started with mm -hmm. what made me want to pivot in this direction. Well, I was looking for a personal change. I wanted to be my own boss for a change. I wanted to write my own paycheck and I wanted to have a project that I could believe in, stand behind and be passionate about. And Transact Card checked all my boxes. So what is it about this company? And, mm -hmm. and the initiatives that really inspired you to pour uh, 100% of your effort into it, how are they meeting the needs of people and consumers? You said it earlier when you said that there's a hole, there's a void in the banking industry. And the Transact Visa debit card that uh, the Transact card opportunity offers, it kind of fills that void for the consumer out there in the American spending area. Everyone who uses a debit card should be using this card. When you look at the history of banking, banking started with the barter system, right? And then over the years, we've had traditional brick and mortar. We've had ATMs. We've had online banking. So everything the banking industry has done, they've made it easier for us to do business for them, but they haven't done much financially to help the American consumer. And that's where Transact Card comes in. They actually have disrupted the banking industry with their banking model. Mm -hmm. And they have put the consumer first 
they are benefiting the consumer the most and then banking second. So that's why it's making a difference. What are you finding as you're speaking with people now, right? Because this is no longer something that is hidden. Now it's starting to hit uh, the chatter, right? People are starting to not only experience it for quite a bit, uh, even though I believe there's the big launch coming now in November, uh, but people are utilizing this right now. What are you hearing from the consumers that they're finding as a benefit? It's becoming addictive to use the car. People love it. They don't want to use their normal traditional debit card. Let me ask you a question, Jay. What do you get? How much do you get as far as a reward? Do you have a reward for the debit card that you use? Absolutely not. <laughs> Zero rewards. And like exactly. most people, right. Exactly. And that's what most people get. Same for me. So what the Transit car Visa card does, you use it to purchase your goods and services and you get reward dollars, double the spending power back in the form of a Z-Buck. So quick example, you go to the gas station, buy $50 worth of gas, you get $50, well, 50 Z-Bucks in your reward system that spends like cash in the private marketplace for the transit debit card users. That's fantastic. So I, I want to dive into that a little bit further in just a minute because that's going to help a lot of people. Right, right. And, and I want you to share how that has a, the ability to impact the lives of others, especially right now with inflation and the economy and things that are happening. I, I want to put the pause button on that, but re revisit it in a few minutes, because I, I know like many folks, they like to hear the history of how something started. What's the origination point? Who are the brain children behind uh, the company and, and get us up to speed on that? So is that something you can share? Yes, absolutely. Well, this is the brainchild of Richard Smith, and he actually partnered with Peter Ranson, who together they have birthed this beautiful baby. Well, it's almost born. We're in labor pains. We don't actually bring forth the baby until November, but we're right there, and it is a beautiful sight. So they wanted to present something to really benefit the customer because we're suffering. And Richard, he's worked on this idea for a couple of decades, and he finally was able to bring it to fruition with a lot of smart individuals, Peter being one of them. And here we are today. What is the background, if you know, if you can share these two individuals um, that, that really gives them the, the credibility to to launch something as as competitive as consumer banking. I mean, it's this is a competitive world. He's playing against the big boys, right? Um, mm -hmm. What what kind of backdrop do they come from that allows them to say, "Hey, let's make this happen"? Well, they've been in the direct sales industry uh, primarily, and Richard he has been employed, well, his services have been used by several different companies to actually put together structure for a sales structure for compensation structures and things of that nature for various companies. So he has always wanted something where the consumer would benefit from having something for the masses to have that income for themselves in their households and benefit their families. You know, that's noble. Uh, especially these, I think the timing for, for this couldn't be any better because of what's mm -hmm. happening. So walk us through, you know, without really getting too deep in the weeds, because people can track you down as they want to learn more details. 
But walk somebody through the process now uh, if they're curious, right? They say, what is this transact uh, cars? Is this Z-Bugs? How do I get discounts on things that I'm already paying for? How does that work? How does this compete with my savings account at the regular bank on that? Walk somebody through that, please. Well, first of all, I want them to visit the website for more information, mycardpays.com, and they'll see a video and a further explanation. But what I can tell them is very simply, when you are wanting to buy something for yourself at the retail value, most of the time, you're going to spend full price anywhere that you go. The difference is when you look for that same item as a member of Transact Card, you're going to see that item and have the opportunity of using the Z-Bucks that you've earned for free to buy down the cost of that item. So if I had a pair of shoes that were $100 anywhere that I looked, it's still going to be $100 on our platform, but they may tell me I can use 50 Z-Bucks to buy down the cost of those shoes. So now that pair of shoes is only costing me $50 out of pocket. So that's huge. Mm -hmm. Mothers, you have to buy diapers, but it helps the family stretch their dollar. And that's what's needed desperately today with the rising cost of everything. And we even have flash sales. And quickly what that is, is periodically they'll just have an item. It could be a luxury item that you want, but you would never really buy for yourself. And all you have to do is spend 100% of your Z-Bucks to get it, not any cash out of your pocket, but you can only purchase that item in flash sales with your Z-Bucks. So it's fun. People actually are agitated when they don't have their Transact mm-hmm. Visa card and have to use a regular one because they're so used, they're not getting the reward. So they're, they're getting spoiled instantly by using this card. So last couple of questions before we, uh, we wrap up here. Mm-hmm. Someone says, okay, I'm interested uh, they have uh, 500 bucks that they want to open up a savings account at XYZ Bank for savings, right? Just like people open up the savings accounts, they take money out, they buy gas, they buy food, regular savings accounts. Mm-hmm. Can they take the same 500 bucks and say, okay, I'm going to open up a $500 transact card savings account. And uh, if I need to buy things, gas, I that's the same $500. I can buy the same products out of this private marketplace, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same yeah. thing. Now, mm-hmm. if they don't use the 500 do they at least earn some kind of interest as they would in a savings account in the bank? Or is it just there to you for just, you know, purchases uh, purposes? Okay, great question. First of all, when you open up a, a Transact Visa debit card account, you're getting an FDIC insured checking account. Okay. Then as you spend the Z-Bucks, and, and there's several other ways that actually money goes into the savings account that, yes, you get interest on that savings account, which we're not announcing yet what that interest is. But I do t- want to tell everyone that it's better than what you would see in traditional banking. Well, listen, it can't be any better than half a percent. <laughs> Rather, it can't be any worse than half right. a percent. I mean... Half a percent is an insult, right? The, with the bank, the national average right now on a savings account is point uh, nine. That's the national average. You might as well not give anything at point nine. Absolutely, right? Absolutely. So, last question here, last before we go. So, how do you think, in your opinion, and the opinions of others, that this this new 
initiative, this this new experience is going to change the the landscape of consumer purchasing, utilizing a bank savings account. This is Finmo banking. This is the right now banking. Consumers, no, I'll put myself in it. I'm angry. They're angry with the rising cost of everything. This is going to put financial spending on the map in a good way because in this traditional sense, non-traditional sense of banking, we are putting the consumer first and the banking institution second. So that's refreshing. It's different. No one is mm-hmm. doing it. And that's why we have over 30,000 users of this Transact Visa debit card right now. And we haven't even launched to the public yet. Yeah, and that's fantastic. Also, yeah. yeah, and we're also looking for ambassadors. So anyone that has an entrepreneurial spirit, Anyone that wants to help us spread the word, who wants to, who sees the vision and wants to help us get the word out, I ask that they get in touch with me and I can help them with that as well. They can send me an email and I can send you the information. They can send an email to nat, N-A-T, at mycardpays.com. One of the things we're going to do, Natalie, is we're going to put your information up at our website so that people mm-hmm. can track you down. You may have someone that's driving right now and not be able to uh, jot down the email address, but they mm-hmm. can go to our website and, and get the information there. I think the fact that you're also offering people not only a way to discount, to, to buy products and services at a discount or, or uh, reduced cost, but also giving that entrepreneur a chance to, to generate another income stream is uh, it's a stroke of genius. So I can see why there's so many that are gravitating towards your the company. Uh, Natalie, can you keep us in the loop as this develops over the course of time? Absolutely. I would love to. All right. Well, folks, we appreciate Natalie bringing you information. That's what the Lifestyle Edition is all about, guys. This is about information and resources and the people that can improve your life so that you can thrive at another level. And here's an example of that. Natalie Odom, we appreciate you being on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Thank you for having me, Jay. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Folks, that wraps up another fantastic episode, the Lifestyle Edition of the Jay Mamie Talk Show, the premiere. We're excited that you joined us for that. We've got a heck of a lot more lifestyle content coming down the pipe, so make sure that you tune in every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. We're dropping it. The Jay Mamie Talk Show Lifestyle Edition. Keep thriving.